0: All right y'all. So, welcome back to the Coach's Corner podcast. This week we're going to talk about sense of urgency. And I don't know if you can tell by the excitement in my voice, but <laughs> basketball season's coming up. And um, we're excited for basketball season, and I know a lot of our fam a lot of our families are excited for basketball season. Some of y'all ain't ready. <laughs> and some of y'all haven't been uh, on top of your game doing the things that need to be done to have a productive basketball season. And so that's what we're going to discuss on the Coach's Corner Podcast. So it's Brian. It's Coach Mo. Coach Mo. Uh, we'll get to you guys after the intro. All right, peace. Peace. All right, so we're back. Um, we have a couple quick shout-outs we want to fire out there real quick um, before we get started. And then we're going to take a deep dive into um, what we need, you know, I guess – the big problem is we're not seeing that sense of urgency with some kids that really probably could be playing at a higher level. So let's get our shout outs
1: in and then we're going to, we're going to dive into that. All right. Big shout out to miss Molly Graham, uh, Julian Graham, who plays on our eighth grade CMA all-star top team. Um, She went out and stepped out on her own and has her own hair salon. Uh, And I just want to give her a shout out. Um, Check her out. She's taking appointments. She said you give her a call at 402-706-1089. Molly, M-O-L-L-Y-G dot hair nails at gmail.com. She also has a Facebook, Molly Graham Hair and Nails, and Instagram, Molly G Hair and Nails. Go ahead and check her out. Get get her rolling. She does great work. We appreciate all of her years, uh, loyalty to the CMA family. Yep. And so she's getting the coach's corner bump. This is that's the that's a
0: that's a, uh, from our wonderful audience, because this is such a high quality program right now. We are on. Uh, what is this? The Ottoman? Yeah, this is the, this is the Ottoman <laughs> table. talk. We keep it we keep it real here. <laughs> we keep it real. We keep it efficient. So um, but shout out to Molly. Um, and we have a couple of I have a couple of other in mind, but we're going to dive into it because. With sense of urgency, we don't want to waste your time, and so we're trying to stress how important it is to take some deliberate action for the season. Coach Mo, what are you seeing that's worrying you uh, from
1: some of your top players? Um, Something I'm not. I'm not seeing some of them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not seeing some of them um, physically. Um, And we know like it's a different time right now with uh, the COVID stuff going on. But um, you know, we've talked about this throughout since March. That um you know get outside, run some heels, get on your rim, dribble those kind of things there. And so when I'm um I'm not seeing these kids, or I'm getting feedback from the parents that these kids aren't doing the work. Um and it's concerning because in high school here we're here in Omaha, Nebraska, um in high school uh, tryouts are around the beginning of November. Um so we're looking at pretty much a month from tryouts. Um and I think the concerns me is. I don't think uh, kids understand, especially in the Class A system, as much as, uh, as they do. Is you get cut, um, big you know, big schools you cut, and there's only so many spots on that roster. I don't care if it's freshman A, freshman B. You're probably taking 12 at the most. You might play 10. You know, you play 10 kids, um, and you know, and at, that, and at that point, if you're if you're the 10 or 12. You got some work to do. Not saying you can't do it, but it just becomes tough. Um, but if you're trying out with, I think my son last year at his middle school tryouts, 120 kids showed up, you know, and they took 12, <laughs> you know, the the number, the chances are they're looking for the players that are making the impact right away. And so I'm starting to see a lot of concerns with, I'm not seeing them in the gym, in, in, the, in the yard, out on the field, not, you know, not doing the extra, you know, work to get themselves ready. And one of
0: the things I'll throw out there is, um, I think what we're kind of seeing there's a was it the you heard of the the Dunning Kruger effect? Yep. Dunning Kruger effect is where people kind of tend to overestimate their abilities when they're looking at uh, people that are performing at a high level in front of them. They're like, well, I can do that. I can go out there and do that. And uh, we have a lot of kids that have a lot of talent. and Some of them can really play on that higher level, but they're not taking the action because they're already assuming that they've already reached that level. Meanwhile, these top kids have been reaching out to coach Mo. They've been working with him in the summer. They've been finding ways to get 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 some ball in and 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 play and get shots up. We talked about that last week. But and do the workouts and do the cardio and do the weights and all the other stuff. Um if the very if the t- kids at the top of their game are still doing that stuff because they don't feel like they're ready for the season or they want to be more ready for the season and your player is not your player might be overestimating what their ability is and they're setting themselves up for a heartbreak when it comes to when it comes to the the cuts here's the thing if you don't if you if the coaches haven't talked to you and and you don't have that in with them and you and you're not guaranteed that spot and most people aren't yet um don't assume anything and we're not seeing that sense of urgency we're seeing we're in kids that are think that they're going to show up to tryouts and, and walk right onto the floor, and that's not that's not how this works.
1: The top players are out here working hard. Well, we saw uh, Monday. You know, we have our you know our competitive open gym. Shout out to the kids that showed up. Every week we're getting some good talent. I mean, we had some guys uh, that could play. I mean, we had some guys from uh, a lot of Class A schools, and they were really out balling. They were taking advantage of this, and they were still out there. They were out there playing like they have never played before, like they were still looking for their spot on the on the, on the team and they were playing hard. And you're like, man, this guy definitely is going to be on a varsity squad. He's been on there last year and they were out there balling. Like it was their last, I mean, like it was the last thing on earth to do. They're going to ball. And I'm looking and and we have kids that are out here that are freshmen or eighth graders come in and not with no sense of urgency. And I'm like, you're looking at kids right now who are giving 110% effort They have all the offers in the world that are, you know, that are going to probably play varsity right off and they're still grinding. Uh, and so, to me, that's just, like you said, you're overestimating yourself. Just because you can beat your brother in the driveway who doesn't play basketball doesn't mean you're ready for freshman or JV or even sophomore or any high school level basketball. That's not a good test. And if you think with the, with four weeks, some some three weeks, Right before the season starts, that's going to get you to the next level. You're sadly mistaken. Well,
0: and I'm and Coach Mo. Stop me if I if I stop, if if I'm wrong on this one. Um, there's a difference because there's kids out there that one on one probably can take on anybody in the city, but that doesn't matter when it comes to playing high school or even junior high basketball they're looking for a good piece of they're looking for somebody who could contribute to the team they don't care if you're a great one-on-one player and so we go back to it beating your brother or sister in the driveway isn't the same thing as being on a contributing to a team it's not the same thing you know yeah you're going to have your moments where you need to be a great one-on-one player but there's going to be more moments where they need you to be a good teammate and you don't build that by just going out and playing by yourself or n- not being in, you know, not being in a position where you have other players around you or getting, uh, working on cohesion or working on relationships and trust with your team. You just don't get that stuff. Just going out, being by yourself. Am I, am I wrong on this? Kaku? No, you're de- you're definitely right.
1: And uh, you know, I, I guess I challenge people right now. I'm gonna give, I'll give you guys all a challenge. Um, if you if you think you're ready, let's go to the basic uh, cardio piece. I know over uh, I coach at, uh I help coach at Bellevue West, um, and one thing we you know we have a week where it's just it's a lot of intense cardio, jump roping, running, stairs. I mean, like it's there, and a lot of kids don't make it through that. And it's not yes it's a it's a hard week, but what I'm looking at is you know that's coming, and you've had several months of this coming. So I challenge you right now. If you go run around the block or take a uh, um, take a couple laps around the track fast you can, and you can't make it right now, you're breathing hard, you feel like your chest is going to explode, what do you think tryouts are going to look like in three weeks? That's not a lot of time to get you ready. And so what do you think a coach is going to see if you're going to come in last, you're breathing hard, You look you look like you're just lethargic, you don't look like you're supposed to be there, what do you think the coaches are looking at? so I challenge yourself to go try it today yeah. go try it go just take a take a couple sprints, go run some heels, go try it yourself and if you are feel like it is like the hardest thing you've ever done, you got a long way to go,
0: yeah, and you got to get busy on it. you know I remember uh you know high high school football conditioning started in the middle of the summer to get ready for it, and the people who skipped those conditioning workouts were hurting when the season came around. And the starters attended all that stuff. And I, I want to throw out a correction on, on Bellevue West here. I want to say the reigning <laughs> and defending state, champ. state champion Go <laughs> of Nebraska, they, they are the state champions. They have some of the top players, not just in the state, in the country, on that roster, and if those kids are still reaching out, trying to get work in, and you haven't even made the eighth grade roster yet, or the seventh grade roster yet, or the ninth grade roster, yet, you haven't, you have yet to make those rosters. If the, if some of the top players in the country. And we're not being hyperbolic here. Y'all can look it up yourself. If they are going out and getting that work in, why do you think you have an easy pass to it? Why do you think that you don't have to do the same the, the same stuff that they have to do? And you have to do it, you probably have to do it harder than them because they've already they've already their tickets already punched. They've already put in the work. They've already demonstrated their value
1: to their teams. I've said I've done this and it's, it's that real talk time and I've done this for 21 years and everybody knows me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty nice. I'm very fair. Um, but I'm very honest in the game and I, I'll admit to my faults and things like that too. But I also know that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I know what I'm doing cause I've seen it and I've had hundreds of kids that tell me they know what they want. I want to go play college. I want to be this. I want to do this. And out of those, you have about five that actually will go do it, you know? Yeah, you're actually go do it. And then you might have to wake up another five. And, you know, they, they realize it. They, they make the team they want to. And then you get a surprise five. So you might have 100 kids and maybe 20, 25 figure it out before it's too late. And we want to increase that number. We want to make sure that, that, that the awareness is there. And I'm going to throw this out. And this is something that it came up and I'm this is calling somebody out. I, I get it's football season. I get it. And I, I you know, I had a couple of parents I'm like, yep, with you know, the football is busy and with baseball is busy. And I get it. And I, you know, I really I, I really appreciate you guys doing those work there. But what about the kids that aren't doing that right now? <laughs> you know? And, and and I hear even with the football, uh, I think freshman gets over pretty quick, pretty, pretty soon. You the urgency is there. You have to roll right out of football and get ready for basketball. You don't have any time to take 3 weeks off and just try to figure it out because when you take 3 weeks off, you have a week before tryouts and your handles aren't going to be tight, your shots not going to be there, your the movements are different. <laughs> you know, you have some similar lateral stuff, but dribbling a basketball is different from passing a passing a football. You know he am saying? shooting a basketball is different from tackling somebody. So the transition it needs to happen for some kids. I think I heard some kids are done this week. Transition should be happening this week. You know what I'm saying? So if you're done Friday, you should probably be contacting your coach today. <laughs> you know, today on oh, how do I, how do I get some basketball work in? So I, the urgency is there. If I'm playing the sports, still an urgency. If I'm not playing the sport, a big urgency. What are you doing? Well, and. Didn't we have a kid that was a top, that's a top
0: basketball player who did football, too? Yeah, yeah a lot of them. And, we, have a lot of, we have a lot of them. And they're still getting ball in. They're still working on their basketball game at, during football season. Like, it's not, in, it's not super intense. They have to leave something in the tank. But they still are working on a lot of the skill work uh, because it's a different kind. Of, it, it, here's the thing, and I'll say this, and then we're going to take a break. We focus on the total athlete. We see plenty of benefit in multi-sport athletes. We will never disparage a multi-sport athlete Mm -hmm. because some of the top players, professional, played multiple sports coming up in high school. Um, They had their primary sport that they absolutely loved and then um, the other sport. And sometimes the other sport that they excelled in wasn't the sport that they loved, so they had to make a choice at some point in time about what they wanted to do. But the reality is... We will never disparage a two-sport athlete because the science tells us that those are the those are the athletes that have a better chance. If your goal is eventually to be playing uh, on on national television, those are the ones that have the best chance of making it because the athletics athletic basic athletic skills translate from one sport to another. But. <laughs> Even though they're two-sport athletes, they took the training for each sport seriously. And they primed and prepped themselves for each season. This is not this is not the 90s and 80s anymore. A lot of these top athletes you see are working with trainers. Because that's the edge that they need. And if they're not working with trainers, they're talking to coaches and figuring out what specific work they need to do. Even when they're in season for another sport. So... That is the first part of sense of urgency. We're not putting down multi-sport athletes. We're not saying that there's no benefit in it. We think there's a tremendous benefit in multi-sport athletes. Some of our best basketball players were phenomenal soccer players. We've had phenomenal basketball players that were great uh, uh, football players. We've had great basketball players that were great baseball players. That's not what we're talking about. When we're saying sense of urgency, we're talking about doing what you need to do and taking this seriously and being urgent about your actions. So we're going to take a quick pause for the cause and then we'll be right back with you. Welcome back y'all. Thanks for sitting there listening to that. Um, We're pretty adamant about this. And so we're not, we're we're not getting, we're not backing off of this one, Um, but we're going to take, uh, uh, I want to talk about something that is urgent for us. Um, We, we are urgently looking for a business or individual to sponsor uh, our teams. we our tournament season starts November 7th. What we're planning on doing, um, cause we had a couple of hiccups signing up for this league for the fall. So we're planning on getting a, we're, we're going to be running tournaments pretty much every weekend up until January. And then uh, we're going to make an attempt to get into uh, a league And if we don't get into the league, we're still going to do tournaments like we did last year. But we're urgently looking for a business uh, or individual who wants to partner with us. Um, I'm a marketing person. Um, Sponsoring a team is a great way to market yourself. Get your name out there. But uh, we'll put your name on the jersey and the whole nine and give you shouts out on the show and even invite you on for a guest slot so you can talk about your business and your passion for sports. Um, You know, we'll give you the slot. We'll give you the time. We need a sponsor for our teams um, and we're not going to get into specific price points and all the other stuff. We'll, wouldn't, we'll, we, will we we are not going to get into that level of detail on the program, but what we will do is say contact us at coachmoathletics at gmail.com so that we can discuss possible sponsorships. We really do need a sponsor for these boys. They deserve it. Um, they've been busting their tails all summer and it's been tough because they haven't had an opportunity to play. A lot of them are really excited about AA, getting on the AAU, AAU circuit. And that was kind of taken away from them this summer. And so um, we're th- this is something that's a good bonus for our kids. And like I said, you, you, if you sponsor our team, we'll give you a shout-out. We'll toss in some shirts for you. Um and then we'll you know we'll get your logo on our jersey and shout you out on all the media that we're on. Um when we really jump back into YouTube, we will shout you out there too. So um but that's what we're looking for. All right. Coach Mo, stage is yours.
1: <laughs> um so I right. wanna I wanna get uh set this out for you guys. Um sense of urgency. Um and you know we just we never like to sugarcoat anything. Uh it becomes real. Uh cuts happen um some of you guys won't be playing past the cut date uh and we you know as much as you know people love ball uh there does get a time when it comes competitive and not everybody makes a team um does that mean your journey's over no no i was i was a person that was cut um i thought i was ready for some things and i wasn't went back to the lab lifted weights got myself better learned there so you know there but right now Right now, it's a lot of you guys' first experience with a tryout, with a real tryout, with a lot of kids coming into this tryout. Um, and I, I, and I, and I want to offer you guys something. And we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. You see our Facebook. You see our website. It's our, tr- our tryout prep training. Um, we have got some good, good kids in here and some great c- competition that's been there, and we get after it. Uh, it takes place Friday nights and Saturday, Friday nights at 615 um at CMA and at uh and then eleven o'clock at CMA. I've also invited uh, the three kids out of there to the Monday nights because they have showed they can work hard and they really turned up and the Monday nights are our competitive um open gym as well and we can explain that a little bit later. We explain that but I would I want to see you guys there. If you are looking to get ready for for a tryout tryout prep it's there. Um Brian has put up a sign up. It's 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 on our website it's on. It's on our Facebook page. We. It's on. You know. We. We can send you the link. Give me a call. I'll get you. I want to see you there tomorrow night. I'll be waiting for you guys there. Six fifteen. We have some openings. You want to get yourself better. Um. I want to see you there.
0: And the link is going to be in the show notes. Yep. So, uh, in a you know the link to register is going to be there on Monday nights specifically. I want to talk about this <laughs> Monday nights. We got bet. We got some of the best talent in the city getting run. We got coaches and we're not going to talk we're not going to name specific schools but if you want to get in front of some some varsity coaches monday nights is the place to do it um you know we can't guarantee who's going to be there. we can't guarantee what coach is going to be there every week but we can guarantee you that they come through and check you out and they've gotten they've they've gotten some good looks at kids that they've had eyes on okay so we're not playing when we're talking about the value that this thing is offered for this uh Open Court Challenge. Here's what's going to happen. Eventually, you know, this this thing is so valuable that we can't just leave it free forever. <laughs> um, because there's so much value going on. So we're getting to that point where um, it might start carrying a fee. Take advantage
1: of it while it's free. In, in, in a couple weeks of this... Try out prep training. You you guys want results, you want facts, you you want you want realness, you know, realness, not a bunch of what could happen there. Um, we have one kid that already has two recruiting calls. Yeah. Um the way he plays, the way he did his summer, the way he trains, the way he uh the way he did, you know, whatever uh and the way he continues to train got him those calls. And we're helping him get him to that next level. And that's what we're saying. Everything we're doing, try out prep. Open Gym is helping his kid get there. Not only that, shout out to a couple of our eighth graders. Now they're getting recognized. The simple fact that coaches are asking, "What school are those kids going to? Who do they play for? What is what's going on there?" Parents starting to know. They, you know, somebody starts to follow you on IG. Somebody to follow, that is exposure for doing the right thing. You know, and so these things are big. And so when I talk about the tryout prep, I want y'all there. We get somebody, We get a couple kids new every week. I want more than that. I want more than that because I want to help a little bit more. So I want you guys there. Sign up. We want to see you there. We want to, we want to get you to the Mondays. Try to get there, and, uh, and, and we we want to see you get uh, get there. Now, shout out to um, shout out to the kids that are just gonna go. You know, maybe they work at their school. Maybe they can find a trainer there. Big shout out to other trainers doing this. This job is not an easy job. It is rewarding. When our kids do, you know, they, they, they make it or they, you know, they, you know, they follow what we we teach them, no matter how you're training them. Um, do it. And it can be tough when they don't. And it can be tough when there's a lot of things that go behind it. So shout out to anybody that's in this field of training uh, there. So if you find a good trainer that matches what you need your needs there, shout out more props to them. Um, I know what we have. We're offering it. And, and it's something that we know that has been proven to have results. Last year, the kids that went through this, Hundred percent of the kids went through. Hundred percent of them made their teams. Um, that's not a, that's not a made-up number. We oh, have don't, don't, If you check our, our Google reviews, you check our Facebook. People will write that they made the team, and this was a big. Uh, they contribute this to what we were doing. So that that's a huge thing, and we take a lot of pride into that.
0: And for clarity's sake, the trial training is something you gotta pay for. Oh yeah. But our open court invite, open court invite challenge. That's something that you got to be invited to is free of charge for now. Um, Again, we're big about adding as much value as possible. Um, We try, you know, we've discussed the value that comes with our basketball programming. Um, We have the online component in case you can't show up. But we're trying to give you more than what you're expecting in terms of development Um, in terms of the whole night and so when we put something out there and say this is this doesn't cost anything we're not saying it's free because it's not valuable it's a tremendous value we just haven't we just decided that it's not something that um we're gonna charge for yet so um if you want to be in front of if you want to be seen in front of the best and push yourself in front of some of the best talent in the city monday nights are for you if you are looking for that edge when tryouts come around so you can go in and dominate tryouts. And it's not just for tryouts is you can sprint into the season at full speed. So you can be mid season form at the beginning of the season. um, So that you have a better year. Tryout training is for you. And on that note, um, in addition to tryout training, we're going to start pulling scaling back on that one and really pushing our dynamic handles training, because we think that there's a tremendous upside in that uh, is Coach Mo's patented speed and agility work mixed with some ball handling stuff? So that's what that's what we have. And I don't want to turn this episode into a big pitch for our services, but we're offering these services because we know we can add value to you and your players.
1: Right. Hey, can I can I can I shout out a kid that works real hard? Yeah. And this is just public knowledge. Um, I lots of props to Will Will Kyle uh, over at Bellevue West. This is public. So, uh, for the prep hoops, and I want to read this. Will's a kid that Will's a good, great, great story. That was on our, Bellevue West is on our freshman B team and worked his way up to a team. And it's going to be a starter as a junior, uh, you know, on a defending state championship team. Um, just give you a little, extra, uh, little thing that was written up about prep hoops. And it's, we're talking about the working hard. It's talking about doing the extra stuff. Right. Um, real uh Kyle is a 67 true post player. They got better and better as the summer went on. He does everything that you want from a big man. He can anchor a, he can anchor a defense. Um off, offensive uh, anchor defense and rebound at a high rate. Offensively he shoots at a great percentage in the paint. He doesn't force anything offensively. He stretches the floor as a shooter, but is active on defense and he uh can put a body on him and account for his size and he can dominate inside. I mean that I'm proud of that. I know Dad, you know, dad and mom is, you know, we've worked together to be proud of that. That is hard work. And I tell you, this kid doesn't do one workout a week. (laughs) You know, he does his school workout. He does a responsible thing by getting to your school, doing your workout. Now, at any time, listen to us. At any time we say, hey, skip your school workout. That is a no no. They need to see you. You go to that school. You go to that school. I don't care if you're at any other... You need to go to your school workouts. But when your workout's done, especially in the summer, and you're done at an 8 o'clock workout, you have a lot of time the rest of the day. Get you something to eat. Take a nap. Now it's workout number two. And what do you do with that workout number two? You get some shots up? Play in the driveway with your neighbor that doesn't play ball? Do you go do something that's more structured? Do you go... So he's a kid... That understood that, work with me. Probably had another thing. Probably did three things a day, and you're reading about this. It's a public thing. You're reading about his progress, okay? And that's a, that, and that's huge. And you know, we have a lot of kids that go um, go through that. Um, shout out to Ami. Um, he came out to you know he's been coming to the Mondays. And again, this isn't me plugging him. He's he is my son. Ami does this on his own. And anybody that knows him and knows any kid that plays for their dad. It's probably the toughest thing you can do because either you're (laughs) either you break under the pressure or you excel under the pressure and he's a kid that me and him can get into it in the game and he just says yes and he may be mad at me internally but his play fixes it on the court and he keeps going Um, starting to get a lot of interest from high schools actually had interest from a college I saw him play just at at a community center that thought he was a little bit older and for me, is when we talk about this, Brian. Back to episode one, episode two, um, anything we preach over the years, somebody's always watching. Somebody's always watching, and so shout out to those boys. Uh, huge improvements I've seen with Chris the last week, with Jay the last week. and people that are coming to those things there. Shout out to Bradley Bennett for taking uh, accepting his offer to go play play ball. These are these are kids that are grinding, and we're we're really appreciative of it. And the thing is we will never say we are the hundred percent main reason we are guiding these kids with our skill to meet them, to get them to that next level. So you have to be able to play a little bit of basketball, but you also got to be willing to work and get to that next level. And that's where we come in with all the services that we, we have and that we offer. And we, we have results and know that we can get you to that next level. If you follow what we are do follow the steps that we teach you kids. So, that's what we got. Um, we're
0: going to take a quick pause for the cause and figure out how, and we're going to talk about how it, it, if you, if you're suspecting that your player doesn't have the fire within them, what are some things that you can do as a parent to ignite that sense of urgency? So we'll get back to you after the break. Okay. We're back. So one of the throw out an old marketing adage here, um, cause that's my wheelhouse. Um, Buyers are liars. People say that they want a lot of things, but when it comes to doing the stuff they need to obtain those things, uh, they don't want it anymore. So with that perspective, there are lots of kids that say they want to hoist a championship trophy and they want to uh, play and they want to be a starter on their varsity basketball team. They say they want it, but their actions don't display that they want it. Say and display are two different things. So if you're a parent out there and you know that your kid has this talent and they, they, they say they want all this stuff, what are some what are some things that you can do uh, what, or some things that they can do, Coach Mo? to start lighting and fire. And before we get too far into it, understand eventually the kid has got to want it more than you do. But we know how teenagers are. They may want it really bad, but they just don't want to do the work tied to it. So what are some of the things that a parent can do to light that fire under their kid and let them know how urgent this is?
1: We well, just tell them, <laughs> I mean, you, you just tell them. I mean, like at some point you're like, you tell them the sacrifices that that, that uh, you've made as a parent to get them to where they're at. And the sacrifice that you don't have to guilt trip them, but you tell them the facts. Like, son, uh, you know, daughter, we're doing this four days a week. We, you know, four nights traveling, doing everything's here. Um, do you want to do this? Because financially, you got it's a financial. Let's keep it real. Everything goes back down to money, right? so financially you're like i've paid i'm paying a lot for tournaments i'm paying a lot for this and i'm not seeing the i'm not seeing the 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 energy or the uh effort in you right now you know so it might be first of all it's the general just asking them what you see what you observing you know uh and then you ask them this is where you talk about the constant you know so and we talk about this in a lot of our uh our our, our um, stuff that's going to come up and a lot of you know a lot of our online things. We talk about the coaches meeting. That's going to be part of some of our stuff that we you know some content we share. Um, the the coaches meeting, the 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 kid, the parent meeting. At the, at some point, you should have been asking this. Like asking this. Like it shouldn't be October. Knowing you're playing November, did you see if the kid was interested in select ball right now? Because you probably already paid for it. You know, or you probably already invested a lot of money in it and now you're seeing the kids not wanting to do it. So you, it, it's already having that conversation. It's already – it's having a direct conversation, a financial conversation, and then a, um, you know, a time-consuming conversation. It's okay if your kid doesn't want to play select ball anymore. Right. It's It's okay, but you should know that. And let him tell you that, let her tell you that, that, you know – I'm okay with just playing with school and just hanging out with my friends on the weekend. That conversation should happen and that should be okay. And at that point, if they're dead set on that, there's no need. This is me as a parent and a coach. So I, this is coming from me, a uh, coach, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a top athlete. There's no need to force it. There's no need to say, but you better do this. You can say that you're great at it. You can say that, man, I wish you'd try it one more time, but if they say no. That's it, you know? And we've had parents
0: that that really keep it real with the kids and say, look, I ain't about to spend any more I spent this amount of money on this training and this basketball stuff at this point, this point, this point, and this point. Because you said you wanted it. But your effort on the court and your dedication to practice and your dedication to holding those skills doesn't match my investment. Mm -hmm. You don't want it. You don't seem to want it. So if if you're not going to get it together and practice and play like you mean it, I'm not spending another dime on this. That seemed to spark some level of urgency where it got real for the kid because they did actually want to, to be playing uh, ball on a big level. But they just... Maybe it's a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they thought that they were a lot better than where they, what they are. But I think that's the, that was the, that was the thing that tipped it, you know, tipped it in the net for this kid and got them to really start thinking about, okay, uh, I'm about to be cut off from the thing that I love, uh, if I don't take this seriously. And so that was the thing that that specific parent did to light a fire under the kid. And, haven't really had a whole lot of issues yet or since because it was the reality check but what we're saying is and we mentioned it time we mentioned it before we, this is something that we've said on videos we've said it right in, in blogs and stuff check in with your player see where their mind is especially now yeah
1: Right now, right now, today, right now, check in with your player because you're gonna be in for a, a season full of headaches, you know, you know, and, and you know, and disappointment if you didn't check in. And all of a sudden, the season rolls around, and you're like, oh, I wasn't even planning to play basketball this year. Now you've already invested in getting them. Hey, listen, when you were a kid and I was a kid, Brian. You weren't gonna turn down those nice pair of shoes if your parents went and got them shoes. You weren't so you probably already went and got them nice shoes. Kid ain't gonna say no. He Ain't gonna say no because he's like, oh, these are new KDs. You know what I'm saying like that. Like he gonna say no. So you probably already invested a financial thing into their, into the, their clothing. You probably already played for the select league, you know, because you didn't check in. And all of a sudden, November comes around. They're like, you know what, I'm not gonna play this year. You know what's
0: even worse. <laughs> you know what's even worse the kid that plays like, I don't even want to play this year. All right. I'm not even, I yes. didn't remember, that's the, that's the worst one. Not the one, not the one that outright quits, but the one that plays like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. And then they'll tell you how bad they want to do it. But then they play like they pray, play in practice. Like they don't really want to do it because we've had that.
1: Right. Shout out to uh, coach Q at Hoop Dreamers, uh, coach Jeff, uh, NRE we, we, we have a, all have a pretty close relationship, and we talk about that a lot, is, you know, why come out? Why come out? Why come out? Why come out? Why put your kid through that? Why come out? If they're going to, Brian, you hit up a good point, if they're just going to have a nonchalant attitude the rest of the year, because they, that open communication never happened with you or the kid, and so now you have a kid, not only now is he embarrassing himself, he's embarrassing you, and he's not helping this team, and it's embarrassing everybody,
0: yeah. And there's a difference between having a couple of bad games or being in a shooting slump or, you know, not being able to, to contribute the way they want to. There's a difference between that and not showing any effort. So a kid could go out and put up a bunch of numbers, but they're just showing a very poor effort that you still need to check in and say, do you want to do this or not? I mean, because we have other things. You know, we have other things to pay for. Recession's coming around. Mm. We have other things that we mm-hmm. could pay for that the money, that this money could be going to. So if you're not going to take this seriously, then I won't take it seriously. Mm. You can't want it more than your kid. But you can help light the fire. Because a lot of times, teenagers want something. They just don't want to do the work. And if you make it in uncertain terms that they have to do the work in order to achieve the thing that they want you'll see that they'll put in the work, reluctantly, but they'll put in the work.
1: Brian, how many kids do you have? I have two. Are they different? Yes. Okay. I have three. They're different. All kids are different. They approach things different. You can probably talk to one kid, and they probably give you an answer right off. Probably another kid, they probably give you kind of a halfway answer. They, it's Every kid's different. So you, So you can't just assume, you know, I think he wants to play or she wants to play because they're in the driveway dribbling. That still may not assume... They want to play at a high level. They right. just man, just like want to be out in the driveway dribbling. So you might have to have that direct conversation. Like, I'm actually about to sign you up for something like right now and hit the submit button. Do you want to do this? Oh no no no! I'm just doing trick shots out here in the in the driveway. Like, whoa! Wait a minute. <laughs> you know. So so check in with your kid because individually, yeah, it looks like him and the neighbor are gonna be they're gonna be the teammates again. They, they might have talked about it. I mean, Ron's little me and my cousin Chris, we talked about it all the time. We we're gonna play for the Knicks. Rest in peace to that organization. It's it's been a very long, sad time for me. I don't think we made a playoff since I was like in college. But we had it. We had it set up, but man, we were we were in elementary school. We were in high school. And when we were in high school, things started to change. I started playing football. Didn't know I was gonna play. I didn't play it. grew up playing football. Kind of changed it. And I played the different sports, ran track. I'm like, so all of a sudden, our missions change and life change for us. So don't just assume the kid that you were in sixth grade with, and you guys are playing basketball with, you're the best on the YMCA teams that they want to have the same goal. Check with your individual player, especially now, this is our episode right now. It is coming up. Check with them today. What do they want to do?
0: Yep. (laughs) And the reality is check it with them multiple times. Here's the thing. This is where my child development (laughs) stuff kind of comes into play. Um, A teenager, adolescent, pre-teenager, in one moment, they can be the most level-headed, clear-headed, focused individual that you've ever talked to. You're shocked about how mature they're being. And then the next minute, you're dealing with a totally irrational person. And I won't get into the brain science behind it, but what I will say is there's a part of the brain that's in charge of the executive decision-making part of, of a person's behavior. In teenagers and adolescents and young people, that part of the brain will go on vacation unexpectedly at different parts of the day, week, month, year, and it won't, it'll disappear and then it won't check back in for a while, or it might just go disappear, and it'll check back in 30 minutes later. I'm saying all that to say this. <laughs> check in with your kid consistently. Understand that they're still growing, their decision-making capabilities, are they fluctuate depending on any number of factors, they could have some you could have some stuff going on in the home, some stuff going on at school that impacts their decision making abilities. So when they make a decision at one point, that decision may not stick at another point. You have to make sure that when you're talking to them, you're getting a consistent answer about what they want to do with their sports career. And if you're getting that consistent answer, yes, I want to go and dominate as a high school basketball player, I want to start on varsity and that's consistent. You're there to guide them for when that, that, that decision-making thing decides it's going to take a little siesta and go away for a while. You're there to kind of steer them and say, remember you said this, and we're still pushing towards this. The other side to this is if that decision-making part was on vacation when you had that conversation about them wanting it to play on that higher level and they agreed to it, you could easily find yourself out a couple of thousand dollars because you were talking to an rat. You're talking to somebody who wasn't at a rational state and they agreed to something. So check in consistently that way, you know what you need to do to motivate them. We don't, you know, our kids are pre- the kids that we have on our programs, the ones we travel with, the ones we trust to travel with, their motivation is there. Now, we're not saying their parents don't have to push them once in a while. Sometimes their parents do have to G-check them a little bit. They got to get, you know, they got to test and see, are they really about this? And they check in with them frequently. But from a motivation standpoint, the motivation is there once they hit the floor. And so all we got to do is guide them. That's not the same for every kid. And we don't want kids on our team that aren't self-motivated. We'll, we'll take them in our system and we'll work with them to get them better. But
1: it's, if, hard, it's hard to put you on the floor. It's
0: hard to put you on the floor if you're not a self-motivated kid. So this is where the parent or the guardian, whoever's responsible for this child, you got to check in multiple times,
1: frequently, just, every week. And just watch. Yeah. Just watch your kid, watch how they, watch how they move when they're on the court. Watch how they talk about the sport. Watch how they, you know, simple things. If you tell your kid to get ready for basketball practice and it's, and it's, you know, it takes them an extra 10 minutes to get ready. Red flag to me, huge red flag, like, Ooh, are, red- that, are they having a bad day or what's up? You know, Red
0: flags. Okay. So we're going to take a quick pause for the calls. <laughs> that is our next topic. The red flags and how to navigate those red flags. We'll get to you after the break. Red flags. Okay. So we wanted to check in about some red flags as a parent to know that, um, that sense of urgency is absent in, in the child. Um, one of the top things we've seen, we know kids can be forgetful. We know that kids can be easily distracted. But if we're running as a coach, um, if we're, you know, Coach Moe's end, if you're constantly having to address off task behaviors in practice, on the bench, during game time, that's a red flag that this kid's level of commitment ain't there. We've seen it too many times. The game's on the line and your kid is sitting there trying to talk about what it was some pocket monster, Yu-Gi-Oh pocket monsters, whatever, <laughs> um, Harry Potter stuff. We, our kids like all that stuff too. Not during the game
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. and not after a certain age during the game. You know, when my daughter was started playing at eight. Yeah. Yeah. She was going to talk about some, some other stuff on the bench. Cause she's eight. But when she's in the game, she's focused on the game. But if we're talking about somebody who's junior high going into high school and they can't seem to get it together during the game on the bench and they're distracting other players or they're uh, playing around in practice and almost hurting people and they're not really listening, that is a red flag. What are some red
1: f- – what are you seeing? That Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that Pokemon one was – that might be one of my best – when I retire – and, and, yeah, when I retire, that's going to be what I'd say in the old folks' home. That might have been the funniest thing ever in my life because it it wasn't like it was one of my first-grade teams either. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that is completely – I am not engaged in competitive basketball whatsoever, you know? So it's that. It's a side conversation. It's the way, you, the, way the kid practices. It's the maturity. It's the, you know – are they studying the game outside of there? Are they just happy to be there? I mean, you got you to gotta watch this. And this goes back to just, just talking to the kid. and just Here's the hardest thing for parents, I think. Remove yourself from yourself for a second. When you're at the game, look at it as, okay, yes, I'm dad. Yes, your mom. Yes, I'm aunt, uncle, grandpa. There. Now, remove yourself out of that. Just be a fan for a second. Watch your kid first on the bench, if they're on the bench. Watch how they interact with the other kids. Are they giggly? Are they tickling other players? I've had this happen. These are facts. Are they tickling other players? Are they throwing water bottles over each other's head? Are they, you know, Are they biting on the clipboard? Are they doing stuff that's not <laughs> related to the game? Watch that. Second of all, still removing yourself, watch how they interact in the game. When everybody else is running down the court going to get a rebound – are they looking at the scoreboard? Are they looking at the floor? Are they tying their shoe? <laughs> you know, are they waving at you in the crowd? And I'm not talking about. I, am, I. I wish I would. I'm not talking about first grade basketball. I'm talking about select level. Mm-hmm. I've seen kids wave at their parents and give up a layup. <laughs> I've seen kids playing with the shoestring and give up a three pointer. <laughs> you know, is your kid made? So watch the bench. Watching they play. And watch the conversations that you have when you're in the car after the game. They, Brian talked about this a little bit. He can talk further is when you get in the game and you get done and you sit in the car, hold them accountable. Hey, son. Hey, daughter. I know y'all won by 40. Team probably wasn't that great. But what could you have done better? Oh, no, Dad! I won. I won by 40. That means we dominated. That's a red flag. Red flag. You dominated a team. You obviously, if you're beating a team by 40 – Obviously, see the somebody's in the wrong division. You know, teams can be really good. You know, really good. NBA has it. You have a night, you have an off night and you end up losing. You know, by it. but that's rare. I mean, we see it in the playoffs now. Like the games are all close. You know, to the end because you shouldn't eat in the finals blowing each other out. But the if the kid's excited about, I blew him up. How many points do you have? None. So what else did you do? We won. All right. So, red flag is That's you're a, not contributing to the team.
0: And even if the kid had a fun, even if the kid had a great game, it's a hack. Ask what are some things you could have done better? Challenge them mm-hmm. because you could ask some NBA players, they have the game of their life, they will tell you some things that they didn't do right and some things that they needed to improve on. So, this is something that you want them to get into thinking this is w- what okay, I did great and I'm celebrating my win. But what are some things that I could have done better as a player? Now, here's another red flag. If you have to literally climb into your kid's back pocket to make sure that they have everything they need before they come to practice, and you have to do this every single time, and the kid is not taking ownership of getting their things together to be ready, this is kind of a red flag. Because we've seen kids come without supports for injuries. Mm-hmm. We've seen them come without the right shoes. We've seen them come in things that aren't allowed on the court and they have to take them out, uh, tape them up, cover up stuff. We've seen kids come without any sleep. They haven't had any food. You know, they haven't done the things that they need to do to prepare for the game. And once is it happens, twice you could even say it happens. But where this is a weekly occurrence, or they forgot about the game, now we're starting to see a red flag. That's that's a sign that this is not urgent to them. This is not important to them. And we know that the, we we're dealing with a young population. We understand that they we know we understand what ADHD does and stuff like that. We have kids in the program that have some behavioral stuff that they are be, that's, that's being addressed, sometimes through medication, sometimes through therapy and stuff. We understand all that stuff. But if it's becoming an issue where they haven't built some kind of system to make sure that they're prepared and they don't see any value in it, and then they get mad at you when you confront them on it, that's a red flag. So the beha- the small behavioral things that somebody is doing to show you that they really don't want to do what you've committed them to. The way around it, you've got to have transparent conversations. You have to have those conversations. Say, look, man, if you're not going to be ready when it's time to go, then maybe we need to finish the season out and reevaluate what we're going to do next season. Because we'd much rather have a parent have that conversation than, you know he's he or she is great at basketball, but I don't think they got it. And we're going to work in the off season to see if they can figure it out. And we'll talk to you next season It's a lot better conversation than. Well, my kid now hates the sport completely and totally, and they want to completely give up on it.
1: For example, um, I, I really appreciated my dad. Um, we, you know, we, we had our ups and downs like anybody, you know, with their, their father, but I, I really appreciate it when I told him that I was done with track um and for those who knew me personally, um man, shout out to my shout out to my four by one team, John Farmer, nareese uh Tony um, we had a fast team fun, over two hundred. it was good. um we won a lot of medals, we had a lot of things. I didn't particularly like track. I was good at it. I went to my dad after having the best season I've ever had in track. Um and we'll, people know my I would never talk about this story as much, but just a quick one. When I was in seventh grade, I was told I wasn't fast and I was out of I was too too big to run by a, a middle school. It's just like I watch coaches. Um so they made me do the shot putt. I was hundred and twenty pounds. I don't know how I would consider that was super. Um but it actually motivated me. So I was going off of energy to get motivated to do better to to run the sprints. Um, went out, and they were amazed the next year. I was doing the Open 200, 400 in there, carried on to high school. It's a beast at it. Beast at it. We were running. We were breaking all these records. But that chip can only last you so long. And so when the chip got stale, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to run track anymore. And I finished on top in my sense, and I said, I'm good. And I had that conversation with my dad. He had, he had an open door to talk about it, and it was a smooth transition for me to do other things. This is what we're saying. As we're getting to the end, this is what we're saying. That's the ideal situation, and that situation can happen more than often. People can say, oh, sometimes it doesn't happen like that. And it does, you know. But that situation where I try to sport, I had, a hope, a conversation with my, my parents. They were okay with it because the doors open and we had that. And I didn't go out my sophomore year dogging it on the relays, not showing up the practice, didn't want to do it because then it affects everybody and it's it a really tough situation all around. Wasting the entire team's
0: time. And if you want the kids that are friends with your kid or friends with your player <laughs> – to not be friends with them anymore, especially if they're with, with a bunch of dogs, mm-hmm. a bunch of competitive, where we always say that the kid needs the dog in them mm-hmm. and we have them out there. If you want the bunch of dogs to turn, show up and not take it seriously. And you'll see friendships end fast. Because yep. kids can sense when somebody's just having a bad game versus when somebody is not even trying.
1: You know, that just hit me, Brian. Uh, we keep it real in here. If anybody knows, uh, I mean, very, very friendly kid. um, Pretty laid back. You've been around. That's your nephew. You've been pretty, oh. la- pretty laid back.
0: That's our co-host. What's our co-host. That's our co-host. <laughs> That's our co-host.
1: <laughs> All right. Pretty laid back. Um, He's had a lot of different friends over the years. And I thought about it. I was like, man, why do these people go where do people go? It's what she just said. Some of the kids... Moved on. It wasn't the fact that they didn't like him. It wasn't the fact that there is just he was a competitive player. He stayed in the lane of being a competitive player at every spot that he was into. And that and some kids weren't. It wouldn't mean they were bad friends. It doesn't mean they were bad people. It did not mean they didn't like the same thing, same video games. He just was in a different world. Yeah. And he's still in a world of, I want to be a competitive basketball player. And we set him up. So the friends that were just like, I'm good with rec, they're not bad people. He just, they're just in different areas of their life. And they're still friends. They're still friends.
0: But when it comes to the comrade on the basketball court, it's a different thing. And you get a, he gets a sense that, okay, they're great friends, but I can't hoop with them. Right. I can't run with them. So that's what, that's what we're talking about. That checking in the sense of urgency, the small red flags to kind of tell. So, we're going to take a pause to the cause and we'll be back to wrap this thing up. All right. So we're in the last leg here. Um, and we're going to be taking this across the finish line. Uh, forgive us if you hear from our co-host. Uh, we're still breaking him in. <laughs> Good old Stewie here. Yeah, Stewie. We're still breaking it. We're still breaking it in with him.
1: He's a, he's a mean, gigantic guard dog.
0: Yep. And you heard him. <laughs> A chihuahua, here. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> stewie, will, stewie will hurt you. so anyway, um, back to business. Um, we're wrapping this up, so the bottom line is continue to check in with your kid, continue to check in and test their sense of urgency, watch their behaviors. When we say, watch their behaviors. Where where are they supposed to watch What behaviors are we looking for, Coach Mo? You
1: know, watch, watch those red flags. Watch those red flags. Watch how they the, the, I, I like you say, watch the body language. Watch the boo boo face. The boo boo face. The, like, that that is a sign that there's some maturity stuff, there's some effort stuff. Watch how they walk, watch how they run down the court, watch how they interact on and off the court. What, do they even talk about the sport outside of the coach? Like that's those are red flags. You so, know, is it fun to them anymore? Just watch them.
0: So check in frequently. Ask them what they could be doing better. Ask them what they're really good at and what they could be doing better every single game. Um, if you're starting to see consistent issues with forgetfulness, random complaining about going to practice, not putting forth the best effort, um, one red flag that comes out that I thought about, they start dropping down the the depth chart where they start they start lose they they go from first string to second string a that's a sign you might need to check in on effort now they may they there may be some things where they just weren't the right chemistry there wasn't the right fit and they're better in in a supportive role but sometimes it's there's a drop off a deficit in effort so these are the things to check in for and uh, these are the things to watch for in terms of red flags and the way that you navigate those red flags is constantly check in and have conversations at neutral times, not right after they've lost a big game. That's not a neutral time. Not when they're refusing to get out of bed to come to practice. That's not a neutral time. I'm talking about when you're just sitting around with them, check in with them, see how they feel about, see how they feel about basketball. You can see how they feel about baseball. You can see how they feel about hockey, soccer, volleyball, whatever. Check in with them. See if they are still engaged, or if this might be, hey, we need to reevaluate what we're doing at the end of the season. So that's where we're at, um,
1: Coach Mo. Do you have anything to add? No. Um, sign up for a prep, tryout prep <laughs> like today. Yeah. Um Um, we got some good stuff. Yeah. You know, I I, I want to see you guys there. Uh, I want to avoid this. I want to avoid this conversation. I want to avoid learning. If if you want it, and you think you know, you think you got it, you think you're the edge, sign up for it. It's in the show notes. Uh, check us out. Give me a call. I can explain it to you real quick. But it, it's simple as it's simple as this. Child prep is getting you ready for prep. You ready for tryouts for high school tryouts, middle school tryouts. Um, the results are there. We had great success last year. We want to see you there.
0: Yep. Tryout prep. We're going to be doing the dynamic handles training. Um, that's going to that's going to be coming up. Um, we're going to be doing, um, you know, we're still going to be doing Basketball Academy. Um, we're about to, matter of fact, after we get done with this, we're going to be recording some stuff to kind of give you an explainer about Basketball Academy and what it is and what it's going to look like this year. So um, we'll put the link to that. Or we'll, matter of fact, That'll just be a bonus little bonus episode that we'll throw in there, uh, but it'll be an explainer about Basketball Academy too. Um, and we're reopening our one-on-one training. It's something we wanted, We we phased out because uh, uh, of issues and situations and stuff. We're bringing it back with some different terms. Um, you know, I'll put it out there. We'll probably do. Uh, we'll probably set it up in a month-to-month model and just base it on how many days a week that you meet for one-on-one training. This is our high, this is a high level service. Um, I'm not being, I'm not being dramatic or um, overemphasizing this when I say coach Mo has a couple of nationally ranked players in, on, on involved in, our, in his services. And so um, when I say the one-on-one training is a premium service, It's a premium service, but you're getting a premium service in exchange for it. Like I said, these are some of the top players in the country, not just the state working with Coach Mo. Uh, There's something to it. There's something there. So uh, we'll be posting that here pretty soon um, and taking signups. This is going to be very limited um, because there's only so much time in the day, but um, it's going to be absolutely worth it basketball academy is month to month service. We're going to be laying that out. Um we're really pushing hard for getting sponsorships for our team. So if you want to sponsor a team, you need to get in contact with us ASAP because November 7th is when we start tournament play. So that's what we have. Thank you for tuning in. Um like, share and subscribe. Let us know if you're interested in, you know, cuz we'll shout you out on the show. If you're ever interested in doing a sponsorship for the show, contact us. If you're interested in being a guest, give us a shout. (laughs) Um, You know, if it's mutually beneficial, um, you know, or if we think that we can help elevate you or we feel like you can add some great insight to our program. Hey, the sky's the limit. So that's all we got for today. Thanks for tuning in. The sense of urgency, man. Check in with your kids, y'all. That's what I can say. I really encourage you to check in and have these conversations with your kids. Figure out where their head is. Um, but that's all we got. This is Brian, Mo, and our new
1: – Good old Stewie,
0: our new our, our new co-host Stewie. Our new co-host Stewie signing off. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.